0: Welcome to the Womb Happy Hour with Lorraine Giordano. It's time to connect with your feminine energy center, your own body, to achieve anything that your heart desires. It's a discussion about a place you may have not discussed so much, the place down there. Now, here is your host, Lorraine Giordano.
1: Hello and welcome to the show. You're listening to the Womb Happy Hour. I'm your host, Lorraine Giordano. Hope you're having a serendipitous week so far. And for those not familiar with the word serendipity, it's my word of the week, and it's uh, finding something good without looking for it. So I'd love to serendipitously connect with you. You can like me on Facebook at Inspired to Health, follow me on Twitter at Inspire the Number Two Health. And connect with me on LinkedIn at Lorraine, that's L-O-R-R-A-I-N-E, Giordano, G-I-O-R-D-A-N-O. And take a look-see at my website, inspiredtohealth.net. So it's really hot here in Jersey. Uh, My happy hour drink of choice today is kombucha, which is a fermented um, bevy, of teas, let's say. It's got a little fizz, it's very refreshing. Um, and I really enjoy it on those very hot summer days. So, on today's episode, we're luckily lucky to have the lovely Gail Damiano, creator of Your Happiness org. So, she's joining us to share her experience, um, healing, and healing opportunities with polycystic ovary syndrome so to connect with Gail and enhance your happiness like her, on, like her on Facebook at Your Happiness Matters you can follow her on Twitter at Gail Damiano and I'll spell that for you G-A-Y-L-E D-A-M-I-A-N-O uh, and you can connect with her on LinkedIn at spelled the same way Gail Damiano And I highly recommend you check out her website, yourhappinessmatters.org, and check her out on Facebook, too. She has some very inspiring, uh, some blog posts that might add a bit to your happiness.
2: So, Gail, hello. Great to have you on the show. Thanks. Great to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me, Lorraine. I'm really excited. My pleasure. I'm very
1: excited, too. Yes, happy Wednesday. Are you staying cool
2: today? Uh, yes, I've had a fan pointed at my face pretty much all day. <laughs> <laughs> the fan in the yes. face is a good
1: good technique for staying cool. I do it quite often myself.
2: <laughs> well, I hear Louie in the background. That's uh, that was that was quick.
1: <laughs> that was quick. So we have an early, and it's actually barking a lot. So we have a few early womb connections on the show today. <laughs> Great. Thank you, Gail. You might be yeah, inspiring no some new womb connections. All right, so, Gail, you have a very inspiring story, a very powerful journey, um, and part of that relates to you having polycystic, uh, or PCOS. So, for listeners out there, uh, what does PCOS stand for?
2: PCOS uh, stands for polycystic ovarian syndrome. Um, I know it's it sounds like a mouthful, but it's kind of, I've gotten used to it, but I get a... I do get a face when I say it to people sometimes. They look at me like, what is that? So polycystic ovarian syndrome is um, its a group of symptoms, I would say, that are together, that are grouped together. A syndrome is defined as a group of symptoms that are um, characteristic of a specific disorder. Um, so when you say you have polycystic ovarian syndrome, you're just basically saying you have this group of symptoms all clumped together that when you have you know, three to four of these, they, they generally diagnose people with polycystic ovarian syndrome, and I'm just going to kind of run through some of the symptoms for you because it's kind of dense. There's a lot of different symptoms that are there. The number one symptom is um, female infertility. Um, the the, uh, the second symptom is, uh, well, there's a lot of symptoms, so I'll just run through So infertility is the number one um, that a lot of women really relate to. They hear it, and they, you know, same with me, and we'll get into that later when you know, first heard, you infertile you know it's kind of a shock so you've got that, along with that right along with that um you have super fun things like weight gain and obesity and it's very difficult for women with pcos to lose the weight they gain and it's very easy for them to gain the weight it's it seems like but any, any woman off the street you can ask them is it easy for you to gain weight yes is it easy to lose weight no but specifically with women with pcos it's exceptionally difficult to lose weight and it's very frustrating. It leads to all kinds of things with especially young women who are diagnosed with eating disorders and things like that. So there's a lot around that. Um, thinning hair. Some women who have PCOS have thinning hair on their head. Um Excess hair growth on other parts of their bodies is another one. So women, some women have facial, extensive facial hair where um, they have to shave their face on a regular basis, um, uh, knuckle on their fingers, knuckle hair, chest hair, um, it's called hirsutism if you want to if you want to google it or look it up the the term for excessive hair growth in this manner is called hirsutism Um, you know on your stomach some women have you know um, chest, stomach you know all kinds of different places Um, does the hair grow
1: does the hair grow very rapidly let me just uh, just curious
2: rapidly um, no you know for some women it just seems like it's always been there Um, for me particularly I've just I'm one of the women that don't I don't have the facial hair or chest hair necessarily, or anything like that. But I do know women who who do, and it's um, so after after they shave, for instance, does it grow rapidly? I would say yeah, as rapid as anyone else like uh, who's shaving. You know, it grows just as fast as any other hair. So yeah, is that what you mean? Okay. Yeah. Yes.
1: Thank you for clarifying.
2: Yes. Of course. Yeah, it grows back pretty quickly. Um, so let's see, keep going, so there's more (laughs) Um, Acne, you were mentioning acne Yeah, well acne, yeah so acne, um, a lot of times you get um, uh, cystic acne, which is under the skin, the really big um, painful, hugely painful acne, Um, and even into adulthood, which a lot of people you know, when they're teenagers, they have acne of course, but then as they get older, it just kind of goes away, well, women with PCOS a lot of times have consistent, you know, into, well into adulthood, have uh, acne, and not just on their face, on their shoulders, back, um, that kind of thing. Um, polycystic, the word polycystic, if you break it down, poly is many, cystic is cysts, of cysts, having cysts, So, um, and polycystic ovaries is just that, so women with polycystic, not all women with polycystic ovarian syndrome have polycystic ovaries, it's kind of um, interesting, but the women that do, like myself, um, their ovaries are coated with many tiny cysts. So it's um, for, which is caused from anovulation, so no absence of ovulation. The eggs are not released from the ovary; they they cycle around and um, essentially die in the ovary and turn in, and cause a cyst. So instead of releasing the egg, the egg stays there, creates a cyst. So that's another um, symptom or something that's usually found once. Once the, your doctor starts um, running tests on you and things like that, um, with the ultrasounds, they'll find those. Um, there's other other issues, fatigue, um, headaches, pelvic pain, especially during menstruation, um, absence of, uh, they call amenorrhea, amenorrhea, which is absence of um, menses, absence of a period. You're not um, having a period at all or regularly especially, so some women will go years between periods, um, which... Some women are like, oh, I'm fine with that, but <laughs> it's not—it's not actually normal. So you have—you know—if that's—if any of the women listening are experiencing any of these symptoms, it's always a good—you know—idea to try to just kind of look into it. Don't—don't don't ignore them. It's something to just consider. So I guess that's—I the, I just kind of went overboard. But that's—you know—polycystic ovarian syndrome is a group of symptoms, which are a number of them that I just mentioned. Most of them I just mentioned um, that, that come together to form a syndrome.
0: All right. That's, and before we get uh, yeah. into
1: our um, our first break, um, yeah. did you? What were the symptoms that caused you to to say, oh, you know, shoot, I should probably go check this out with my doctor? Or me, did that happen um, even?
2: Like. Yeah. You know what? It's. Um, I went. Uh, my mom urged me to go, <laughs> because I was not having a period, and I was 19 years old or 20 years old. And, and I had had one, you know, a few throughout my life, but not many. And I had gone many, many years and I had taken pregnancy tests. I wasn't pregnant. And then, you know, it was just 17 Also, Let's see here. I was 23. So I just turned 40. So I was, you know, 17 years ago, I didn't know about PCOS. I didn't know anything about it. And, um, you know, I was diagnosed, uh, then, you know, I went to the doctor. My mom went with me. It was one of those things. And, uh. You know it was good you know it was moral support, but again I, I didn't know I thought there was something wrong with me. I didn't know what, but you know obviously uh, that was a trigger because that was a pretty major obvious it was i was obvious I'm not having a period something i need to have this checked out. I can't just ignore it. you know I felt fine for the most part, I thought I felt fine, but um at the urgence uh, at, at the urging of my mom, I went to the doctor and there you have it so
1: yeah that's great that she urged you to go and I think it's important to talk about these symptoms because I think a lot of Mm -hmm. times it's easy to just I was diagnosed with endometriosis and it took years and years and years and I just kind of blew off like what was going on because I was just like oh periods are painful do to do let me chug some Advil (laughs) and go on my
2: way oh man how many women have you yeah it's same exactly it's it's If we would have the—I don't know—if some of it seems to stem around confidence and just an urge for you know for to have our curiosities answered instead of just accepting that this is just the way it is without and just assuming a lot of things without taking the next action. And a lot of people are afraid of doctors for many different reasons, um, but it's a good first step, you know, to get a diagnosis and or no diagnosis or whatever happens, you know, start the process of asking questions. That's all you're doing is asking questions.
1: Yeah, and it's important to be curious enough about your health and, like, some of the messages our bodies are sending us to kind of seek out that information. Right, right. Exactly, so, I agree. Yeah, did you like your doctor? And then we're going to hit break. But did you did you find your doctor to be kind of warm and fuzzy or was it kind of a not-so-great well, experience?
2: That's a good question. It's a good question. Um... You know, at the time, I remember thinking that they felt, they seemed um, disconnected. And as if they do this every day, and it was kind of a run through the list. Um, These are the symptoms, blah, 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 blah. Um, There's no cure. Here, take this pill. (laughs) And that's what you're going to do for the rest of your life. You know, that kind of, it would just seem very cold and just kind of, you know, as if they're, okay, I'm putting your file away now, next, calling the next person in. I felt like um, I was on a cattle call or something, you know. So, it's interesting.
1: And it's kind of very
2: common. It's very yes, common.
1: Very, Yes but i kind of think and we'll get into it more when we come back from break but i think it's kind of an interesting contrast to some of the work that you're probably doing not to say that the work you're doing you're a doctor but and right both you and i would do healing energy work so there's a bit of a contrast i think to that so we'll take break and then we'll come back in 2 minutes and continue our great conversation with Gail Damiano from yourhappinessmatters.org
0: You are listening to The Womb Happy Hour. To reach Lorraine Giordano, her guest, or if you have a comment on the show, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to info at inspiredtohealth.net. Now back to The Womb Happy Hour.
1: Hi, everybody. We're back. You're listening to The Womb Happy Hour with Lorraine Giordano. Our guest today is Gail Damiano from yourhappinessmatters.org and we are talking about um, the journey of um, PCOS and so Gail was describing some of the symptoms before we went into break and some of her personal experiences um, with her doctor and so Gail based on um, your journey so far what do you recommend to women who have been diagnosed with PCOS?
2: Well, first of all, just uh, breathe. <laughs> uh, a lot of times... So important. Yes, yeah, so important. Um, just, you know, take a few deep breaths. Any diagnosis is difficult, you know, but just know that PCOS is not a death sentence. Um, there are definitely ways to manage it, and there's a, a lot of resources out there, and um, they'll, lead you, you know, they'll lead you to a path of knowing yourself better than you've ever known before, believe it or not, when a lot of people, and you hear this a lot, when people are diagnosed with 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 diseases of any or symptoms of any kind, a lot of times after, through their throughout their journeys, and many times many years later, they realize, you know, if it wasn't for that diagnosis, they would never have discovered all these amazing things about themselves. Or, you know, there's, it's just a whole new journey. So. Um, there's a lot of, lot of good resources out there too So, and I'm always available for people if they ever have questions I, I, I tell people I'm available you know, 24-7 shoot me an email send me a message on Facebook and I'll answer it the best I can or refer you to a good resource if you need it um, you know there's just so much information out there that I just you, like to kind of put myself in the position to help direct people through what is like a dense forest of information um, and so they can kind of find the answers that they're looking for without feeling overwhelmed, or looking for a needle in the haystack or something like that. And essentially, knowledge is power. So the more you know about yourself, the more you're prepared and you will be for what life has to throw at you, so, which may sound weird, but the more you, so yeah, the more you know about yourself, the more confident you become and, and anything you can, you can just, you can handle it easier. So with, that's my personal experience, and that's really all I have to share and to teach is what I've learned. So, you know, and I've noticed throughout the years this is something that happens. Like, as I learn more and more, I'm just able to take these curveballs a lot better, you know.
1: Because you have more it, awareness.
2: Once, yeah, it's more awareness, and it's, it's kind of getting over the the... The fact that, you know, it's not anything you did, I mean, necessarily, it's not like, because um, a lot of times when you get a diagnosis, you're like, oh, for me anyway, okay, I'll, I'll refer to me. When I did, I felt it was like a pity. I had a pity party for a little while. there. <laughs> you know, there's something wrong with me and went down a whole different direction and, and beat myself up a lot and it led to a lot of dark, dark spaces. But I was, you know, through that, I was able to learn so much about, you know, what, what I'm made of and what I, how much strength I really do have as far as pulling myself up out of the muck when I really saw no light, you know, and all stemming from now I see really stemming from what from not just the diagnosis, but what is kind of occurring in, in your body with your hormones for PCOS, it just, it um, can be maddening, it can be, really be maddening for women, and for me it was, and a lot of women I talk to, it's the same way. So I was just kind of getting through that. But as long as you breathe and come back to your center and just really, you know, the second thing I would say is is, is connect with somebody. Connect with, um, for me, and the first the first person I connected with obviously was my mother. She was there in the room with me when I got the diagnosis. But So that was somebody to talk to. Somebody you can talk to about these things that you don't feel weird about talking about. You know your personal issues with, and if you don't, you know there's plenty again, plenty of resources. I th- I would suggest people even reach out to you, Lorraine. I'm sure you have tons of resources, and myself just to kind of get an idea of who they can talk to and and go from there. Because knowledge start with start with uh, start with knowledge. Be curious, find out whatever you can.
1: Yeah, and I think what you're saying. I mean, support is so important because I think a lot right. of people, especially with some of these. Um, down there issues, whether it's PCOS or endometriosis, <laughs> <Right>. or <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's so many, an STD, whatever it might be. There's still a bit of shame and taboo, and kind of like, you know, what's mm-hmm. going on, and especially right. hormones. I mean, hormones on their own for women, it's it's like a compli- you know, it's like it's a, it's a complex mixture. There's a mixology mm-hmm. to it. And I, I mm-hmm. you know, based on what I know with PCOS, it's very complicated. Um, mm-hmm. You know, as far as the impacts to your hormones. So I think seeking out support so important to know that you're not in in it alone, and that there are resources to help you gain the information to make the mm-hmm. the best choices for yourself.
2: Right, and a lot of times you don't know what that best choice is going to be. So it starts with, because. PCOS, as, as you know, and as the listeners are now kind of maybe starting to get to know a little bit, is that it's it's a giant conglomeration of all these different symptoms. And some women have a handful of symptoms here, and other women have a handful of symptoms here. Not every woman with PCOS, PCOS has all of these symptoms. So, you know, get, get the support. There's support out there. There's a, a number of services. You know, do that. And then from there, you know, if you 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 kind of have to do a lot of um, testing Digging. on yourself. <laughs> Digging, yeah, sure. But, um, wait, you know, I, at first I say just, you know, get gather information, gather information. And then there's a number of things which I'm, we'll go into in a little while, I'm sure, but like different suggestions and what you can do. But, you know, it's kind of test the waters and see how you react because every woman reacts a little bit differently, you know, to certain like your doctor, for me, my doctor recommended, like most doctors do, immediately recommended that I go on birth control. Okay. So I'm like, my first question, is this going to cure this? Then they said no. <laughs> and so I, but they said it'll help with the acne. So that was enough for me at the time. Fine, great, I'll do it. So I did that, you know, but I didn't, throughout the years, I, I was on a different birth control pills because I, those didn't make me feel well, these didn't make me feel well. Um, this one made me like put on weight super rapidly and I was a number of different things. So eventually I just weaned myself off the birth control pill because it just, it didn't make sense to me. It wasn't for you. It wasn't for me. So, you know, that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. You've got to work with your body and, and see, you know, there's no one size fits all here at all. There's no magic bullet cure or 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 well not you know, there is no cure so uh, well that's what the doctors will tell you <laughs> but there's
1: healing possible that's possible
2: there's lots of healing possible in many different areas energetically emotionally physically um, all kinds of healing that is possible and i think on all levels cuz m- most of the time when you heal one thing you'll see something else begin to healing to heal
1: as well, especially when you get
2: into energy and emotions, yeah, oh yeah So let's just take a step back
1: though, what do you think causes um, PCOS? Well um, what do I think causes PCOS? Or what's the typical like what do doctors typically say and what, what do you think causes it?
2: Yeah, so well doctors will say they don't, I don't know what they'll say, but if you look if you when I asked my doctor they didn't know they said there's no we don't know what causes it so most doctors excuse me for a second (coughs) most doctors will say that there's no they don't know what exactly causes it um what they do know is it's linked to excess insulin and inflammation in the body and sometimes they'll tell you it's heredity because they look at your family history which they usually do um but I'm not sure that I buy that one totally yet um because if you think about it, a lot of times with the heredity and these kinds of symptoms and syndromes, it's not always. And again, I'm not a doctor, but this is just my theory. i I have it. I has. I think it has something to do with, you know, um, standard of living. You know, if you know, as as my grandmother would eat, um, you know, fried foods every day, and you know, drink beer, whatever, be sedentary, though, you know. Perhaps that's how my mother was, and that's how, you know, it's just kind of like as bad habits are passed down that bad, you know, because a lot of PCOS can be managed through diet, so that's why I say that. But heredity, it's possible that it, you know, genetics are involved. Again, I'm not a geneticist, but I'm not, again, I think there are other factors that that we could look, that we should look at that is not just, you know, pointing one finger at one cause. Um, But if you want to, you know, if you think about it, you look at what I tend to, lean towards is plastics if we look at plastics
1: because they're everywhere (laughs) (laughs)
2: excuse me yes they're everywhere um so plastics were you know developed brought into our uh daily life they're introduced when the 50s really they started 60s they started 70s blew up plastics everywhere right so if you look at um it, it seems that since that plastics have been introduced into our world, that our homo, our our hormones have been affected, and this isn't just for women; men as well. You see, you know, yeah, I, I could go a whole different direction with that, but I won't. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it's like it's they're being affected or disrupted, and you can even look online. There's a lot of resources online about um, hormone disruption with bisphenol A, which is BPA. So, a lot of day, a lot of a lot of companies are starting to catch on with. With that um, chemical, anyway, you'll see stickers on some bottles that will say BPA-free and things like that. Well, that's, that's nice, but, um, the, you know, there's organizations like the NRDC and the Environmental Working Group. They, do a lot of, they have a lot of information online about this topic, and there's a number of peer-reviewed articles, online studies, that kind of thing. So I encourage people to look into the, the um, different studies that are out there on, on plastics, uh, in the environment and the relationship to um hormones being disrupted so that's what it's so one of the things first things i did when that when that clicked in my head is i said okay no more plastics i'm going to cut out and again it's difficult it's really difficult to not like if you're running down the street or you're somewhere and you're you run out of water and you're really thirsty what are you going to do you're going to buy a bottle of water right so I, I do my best to drink only filtered water and drink out of uh, either ceramic or glass or these, I've got a stainless steel um, clean canteen is what mine's called. So I use those. They're great, you know, reusable. You're helping not to throw plastic, you know. Even if you're recycling, it's still waste. So, yeah. All right, yeah. Go and that. so, Look at plastics, yeah.
1: Because... Um, Even just bottled water, I remember growing up, I mean, it wasn't a popular thing, but now it's just everywhere, in every store, in every corner, and everyone's drinking it all the time, plastic bottles. Um, Right. And we're going to take a break, but when we come back, I'd like to add, just talking about the plastic used in feminine hygiene products. Oh, yeah. Because that's, yeah.
2: I'd like to hear what you have to say about that. Yeah. I know you had an article about that recently, right? Or a blog post or something? I saw, yeah. Yeah, great. But I think it's something
1: that we don't, you know, the products that we use down there, we kind of aren't necessarily. There's opportunities to go with healthier options as well. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and you're seeing more and more products um, emerge, that organic cotton. And I'm even seeing advertisements on the subway about it. So that's that's encouraging.
1: It is. And on that note, we're going to take a break, and we'll talk on the flip side of two minutes.
0: Are listening to the womb happy hour to reach lorraine giordano her guest or if you have a comment on the show please call in to 1-866-472-5792 that's 1-866-472-5792 or send an email to info at inspiredthehealth.net now back to the womb happy hour
1: Hello, hello, hello. We're back on the Womb Happy Hour. This is your host, Lorraine Giordano. We are speaking with Gail Damiano from yourhappinessmatters.org, sharing a lot of valuable uh, info and insights to PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome. And uh, we were just talking about plastics before we took a break and how yeah you said that you kind of started really paying attention to not using plastics, whether it's in the water that you're drinking, like not drinking out of plastic bottles and you probably that it probably affected your kitchen as well mm-hmm. would you say
2: yeah i i do have uh I do have some nice pyrex now, <laughs> a little bit heavier, but i you know there's the food safety aspect and the you know health safety aspects that. Uh, it just it just feels better energetically feels better than eating out of plastic Tupperware it's just all the way around it's it just it, it instinctively feels better even you know just to get rid of the plastic was a you know uh, recycle all of my um, those um, reusable thin flimsy like Tupperware dealies that we all you know are so inclined or even the left you know sometimes you order you get food to go and they give you these plastic containers and for me anyway I would say I'm going to reuse yeah reuse that and yeah no I don't I don't put my food in there I don't micro, I don't use a microwave anymore I stopped using microwave 10 years ago just because me too. Yeah. It weirds me out first of all but like what am I doing I'm radiating my food but when you put especially when you put plastic in the microwave you know you're heating up plastic and it's leaching you know the the it leaches into the food and then you're eating it it's even worse so it's and same thing with. Um, I'm sure you've heard. If you leave a bottle of water in your car and the car is hot, don't drink that water after you left it in the car. I don't care how thirsty you are, because <laughs> that's just immediately now you're drinking plastic particles, toxic chemicals. You know, yeah, chemicals. Right. So there's just certain things to consider. It's it it really you know it's not that difficult once you make the connection. Oh, yeah, okay. Why would I drink that, or why would I do that? So I mean, and it's a personal preference too, I'm not saying that everybody has to do this, but I would just say, consider it, consider what what what's in that,
1: yeah, and be curious to try it because you might notice a difference exactly. in how you're feeling as well, and exactly. so. As far as the plastics, I just want to give a shout out to the, um, and I've talked about it a few times on the show, but the uh, Menstrual Products Right to Know Act before Congress. Um, Obviously, (laughs) there's a lot of crazy things going on (laughs) with politics these days, but there is a bill before (laughs) Congress um, to get companies that make tampons, pads, um, douches, menstrual cups, you know, products that women are using intimately, Either inside or right around um, very absorbable areas into their system um, to disclose the ingredients that they're using for these products that we use regularly so um, pads you know there's a lot of plastics in them and then tampons, you have applicators that are plastic so keep that in mind ladies as well and call your representative and get them to um, get this bill passed as soon as possible because it's it's mm-hmm. been on its thirteenth try, I think, or fourteenth try, which is insane. So it's time. Wow. Um Yeah. It's kinda nutty. Okay. Yeah. But uh so Gail, on a personal note, how does PCOS make you feel as a female that would really like to be a mom? That would really like to to be a mother.
2: Well, um, okay, on a personal note, um, well, for many, many years, it made me feel hopeless. You know, I had the opinion of why bother, um, and I felt really sorry for myself. I would mention that earlier. I just, and it's not something I chose to do. It just was an instant uh thing that, you know, poor, you know. For me or something, you know, that wasn't the of how I felt, like, oh, there's something wrong with me, and I had to work my way out of a lot of negative spaces and downward spirals and, and ups, big ups, big downs, um, to get where I'm at right now, it's living in a space, where I'm at now is living in a space of love and optimism and, and excitement and an entire 180 from where I was for many years, you know with advances in science and, um, in vitro and all these things that we can do to, you know, f- force pregnancy to happen. Um, that gave me an option at least, you know, but for many years, you know, before that I thought, you know, I'm not going to even bother. I'm not just, I'm just not meant to be a mom. I'm just gonna, you know, party and have fun and just be, you know, young and, not care about having kids, but the truth is we get a little bit older and we're like, wait a minute, and maybe not all of us, truly not all, of, not every woman wants to be a mother, but for me, I, I didn't think I w- did until, well, I got married almost uh, f- about four and a half years ago and I was, I said to myself, and this, this person is, is, has to be the father of my children. I want, I want to have children. <laughs> so now in the last five years, I've really focused, really focused on, um, being very serious about cleaning up my diet um, and my life, and just to enable my body to be healthy and to conceive naturally, because that's something I've I know is possible, and I'm not ready. I'm not ready to go completely to um, under the knife, should should I say, <laughs> um, in the hands of of pure science, uh, Western science, to to be. Um, to try in vitro or something like that. So I've been trying to conceive naturally. I've been working with a really amazing acupuncturist in New York city this year. Um, her name is Elizabeth Carpenter. If you want to look her up, uh, she has a clinic uh, in midtown called Orion's living. And she's been a true, true blessing in my life. She's incredible to work with and has been helping me on many levels. She's an acupuncturist. She's, you know, works in Chinese medicine and she's, a healer herself and she's got a really good success rate with working with women, uh, to conceive, especially women with polycystic ovarian syndrome. So I felt really drawn to her. Um, and I'm really glad that I I finally picked up the phone and gave her a call and said, let's make an appointment because I'm making great strides and I'm really excited to see how it works out. So I've been working with her for about five months now. So, for me, it's taking a little bit longer than I would like, but I can't complain because I've have had so many hurdles to get over already, and it's it's been really amazing. Yeah,
1: just stay the course and keep the faith yeah. and keep doing the great work that you're doing. And I exactly. think that, um, so thank you right. again, Gail. <laughs> All right, you're welcome. <laughs> for the ladies out there that don't live near New York City, um, mm-hmm. use this as an opportunity to consider... You know, maybe you haven't thought about using acupuncture as, as a different source of support for healing and, and for conceiving and and you know, thank you for sharing your resource, Gail. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. And then as far as you mentioned, like you've been cleaning up your diet. So for others who are going through this process and maybe have not tried to clean up their diet that much, what would you what would you recommend, like diet wise for what you can you know? Uh, to want to share
2: okay well there's, an, there's a lot of a lot of things there's a number of things um, uh, like I said earlier there's no magic bullet everyone's different different foods affect different people some people have food allergies you know so um, acupuncture is working well for me but I'm I'm supplementing I'm not just going to get acupuncture I'm doing a lot of different things energetically spiritually diet diet related um, I'm supplementing um Acupuncture with the diet and, and exercise is also huge, and meditation is regular, a regular practice for me now. Um, so, what I suggest first is hands down, first thing start drinking more water. Most people, not just women, but most people don't drink enough water. And you don't have to go out there and drink a gallon a day. Some people, you know, depending on the, your, your body size. You know, if you're someone who works throughout the day before, you know, 10 hours goes by and you realize you haven't had a sip of water yet, stop what you're doing, go drink some water, <laughs> yeah, because it happens. We get busy, we have busy lives, um, but first thing in the morning, try to get in the habit of drinking a big glass of water, you know, 12 ounces minimum, you know, I just especially if you're not used to it, you know, but I would, you know, depending on each person, we can and any water is better than no water. So wake up in the morning, drink a big glass of water, drink it all at once before you start your day. And then what I usually do is fill up a glass of water, drink it, fill up a second of glass of water, and then you start sipping it while you're getting ready for work or whatever you're doing, and then that starts your day. And it really um, gets, gets things moving also, so that's helpful. But, um so the Water, water, water. And processed foods are the second thing I always how many processed foods are in your cabinet? Look at your cabinet and say, okay, how much am I, how much am I leaning on these foods to su- support my life? Am I eating macaroni and cheese every day? Am I eating, um, gummy bears? Am I eating potato chips? All those things, packaged foods or processed foods, don't necessarily serve you. Now, I'm not saying cut out everything completely have a potato chip every once in a while if it'll help if it's, you know, don't, I never recommend cutting everything out completely unless it's like, you're allergic, obviously stop eating that, (laughs) you know, but, um, (laughs) depriving yourself isn't necessarily healthy either. Right. I mean, I've done it. I've, uh, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I am guilty of doing it. (laughs) I've, I've done that. Plenty of times myself where I go, okay, I'm going to eat 100% healthy, work out every day, and I do that, and then I, then inevitably I'll swing the other way. So the, the goal, with right, is to be somewhere in the middle. So we are able to eat healthily most of the time, every once in a while, have a snack here and there. If you're the kind of person that has binge episodes, which many of us do, then so what? You have a binge episode. No, don't beat yourself up. You know that's a big, big deal. Stop beating yourself up over every little thing. But make sure you forgive yourself for the times that you go overboard. Say, I'm forgiving myself. This isn't. You know, I'm I'm moving on. I did this thing. I recognize it. You know, I ate that whole cake. You know, I went into sugar shock or whatever it might be. A lot of times, it's with food, with eating, binge eating or secret eating people will go eat you know whatever their food of choice is that they eat where nobody's seeing them eat they're hiding it that kind of thing it's just a bunch of things around bad foods right so and and yeah anyway so
1: that's very important points we're gonna have to take a break okay valuable information we'll be back in two minutes
0: listening to the womb happy hour to reach lorraine giordano her guest or if you have a comment on the show please call in to 1-866-472-5792 that's 1-866-472-5792 or send an email to info at inspiredthehealth.net. now back to the womb happy hour
1: hi everybody we're back this is lorraine giordano from the womb happy hour and we're talking with gail Damiano from your and while we're on break um, and you know and Gail touched on this a few times during the um, during the show but we were kind of chatting about how um, you know each person is so unique and so there's not one magic bullet there's not one magic cure um, and we were talking about how important it is to, to pay attention to the messages um, that our body is sending us so Gail
2: what? Share what you were sharing on the break. Well, yeah, thank you, Lorraine. Uh, I was just sharing that so many of us are walking around and unattached to our bodies, meaning we are plowing through our days and just accepting that the different pains and and discomforts and aches, like a lot of people, just deal with bloating or agita or. Or um, you know ex uh, or, or cramps in their in their in their hands and feet and legs and and just overall disease and whatever the thing might be they just that 's their day. this is how it is. they just put up with it every day, and they don 't feel good, but they just keep going now, usually, those signs are big signs that there 's something going on in your body so it 's kind of like Lorraine was saying, awareness, be aware when you have different uncomfortable feelings. It might even be energetically and a lot of work I'm doing is energetic as well. So if you have an uncomfortable feeling and you're not sure where it's coming from, just start asking questions. Where is this coming from? And just being true and honest with yourself because it stems from being completely 100% honest with yourself. Because if you can't be honest with yourself, then who can you be honest with? I mean, you have to accept what's really happening and go from there. And, it, what's really interesting, and I mentioned on the break, too, is when you start living into a life that is more geared towards a higher vibration, meaning higher vibrational foods, more whole foods, natural foods, organic foods, you no know, is a big thing, and lots of water. and just seeking the higher-minded. Um, areas of life I'd say like look for you know, when you start meditating and you ground yourself and you're more um attentive to how your body and your and your emotions are, this kind of thing every day. Over time you start to develop um a sensitivity to feeling and and these what they call subtle energies. So subtle energy some it could be a simple shift in um it is a simple, very subtle energy, exactly what I say. And some people, you'll feel it with food a lot of times as you start getting clean and cleaning out your diet and doing all these things. You'll start to see how quickly you actually react to um, different foods or substances or drink or whatever, what have you. So let's just say for an example, you stop drinking um, Lactose, milk, uh, cow milk. You decide, you know what, I'm going to go to almond milk or coconut milk and just, you know, see how I feel after a, a few weeks. And after a few weeks, you feel fine. You don't know if you feel any different, but you, so you say, okay, let me just try a sip of, of cow milk again. I'm just going to get a, a cup of it or a little thing of milk, take a drink of it, and then you'll instantly feel the difference within seconds. You'll, you'll say, wow, it'll be how, how it tastes, how it smells, how it, you, you'll be, you'll, you'll notice how tuned in you are, and it's just been a few weeks. So things like that, and um, even just, you know, um, walking, to, I live in New York, so walking down the streets of New York, I'll, I'll get a whiff of some kind of aroma that'll really <laughs> put, you know, kind of knock me back sometimes, and, you know, some, a lot of times people just plow right through that, too, just, you, you just kind of put your shoulders up and, walk through it like you do anything else but some you know once you start getting cleaned out and attentive and, and attuned to these things you're going to start affected in different ways so that's why people I move totally to the country agree.
0: yeah
1: <laughs> when i went through um my operation save uterus crisis where my my doctor was like you have to have a hysterectomy i, I kind of realized mm-hmm. i was a tourist in my own body because i really had not paid attention to all these messages Um, For so long and then it was maybe time to kind of connect to it like create a win-win situation um, In order to see how that would play out rather than my body was some sort of enemy against my head, let's say Um, Right, so let me ask you this gal. What was the calling for you because now you're a coach? uh, you're um, You do energy work. You're a Reiki master Um, You're into aromatherapy. I mean, you're really into different healing modalities, which is awesome. But what was your calling? Like, what was that pivot moment? I'm always so intrigued by that because I think it's so profound and I think it just kind of ties into the higher vibration and, like, wanting to serve and help others.
2: Yeah. You know what? It's interesting because it's like, as far as I can remember, I've always wanted to help people. As long as, I mean, I've never not thought that. I just didn't know how or what it was that I was going to be doing that was going to be helping people. So I tried all kinds of different things, but it's interesting because before I ever knew what Reiki was, or that it was possible to heal people with your hands, I would do that, uh, or even not even with your hands. With your, it's just a, you know, it's a, it's a connection. It's a, it's a whole thing. But um, when I was younger, I remember I would, um, I would put my hands on people and just think you know, get well, get, and I, that that I was somehow putting energy to them from my hands and that I was pulling whatever, and I had this whole visualization. I would pull this, whatever sickness was, I, it came out of them like a black smoke and it just dissipated into the air or I would take it into my body and then change it into white. It was so this whole thing, like I didn't know where it was coming from, but I just,
1: wow. and so that
2: intrigued me. Right, it's so interesting. So I thought, you know, I kind of, said, okay, you know, and it would happen, not sporadically, but almost inspired. It would be inspired moments, and it's just suddenly, I'm like, oh God, I have to put my hands on this person, or whatever. So, um, I, I, I kind of, over the years, I thought, well, that's interesting. You know, I would push it. It was another one of those things where you, you, I don't know why, I ignored it in some respects, where I was like, oh, that's just something I was doing. I don't didn't tell anybody about it. You're actually the first person I ever told about that, but... I um, And now everybody else is listening. <laughs> Thank you for sharing but, uh, with me uh, you're and welcome. our listeners. <laughs> so, yeah, years later I heard about Reiki, and I'm like, these people heal, you know, it's a, it's a hands-on healing, and I just got completely intrigued. So I thought this can be a way that I can help people. but um, And so to, and through that, with that, um, also it was certified in massage therapy. And just a lot of it, I think, comes from growing up and really – being helped by certain, I'll call angels, people that were um, for no reason really good to me and just listened when I really needed somebody to listen to me or just hug me or whatever. You know, it was something that just those little moments where you're like, oh, I'm so glad somebody Gave me some time or listen to me. You know, it's just, it's a very important thing because we are all so disconnected and especially now. I mean, I, I'm thinking back when I was like 10 years old or 9 years old or 11 years old when there was no internet. There was no, you know, Facebook. So we're all disconnected in a whole, on a whole nother level these days. Um, as we're more connected, we're more disconnected because we could be Facebooking or texting with somebody sitting right next to us instead of having a conversation. So there's that whole con- consideration but dynamic anyways, going so, on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh so I mean I would say that. I that I didn't have like a an aha moment that I'm thinking of right off the top of my head, but uh it's just a, a lot of different things. But again, I mean it just stems from number one and knowing Gail? that I'm here to ha- here to help people. Yeah. Awesome. We're
1: gonna have Thank to you. um wrap up. Thank you so much right. for being on the Womb Happy Hour. It Thanks was for so lovely. Me. I appreciate it yes Mm -hmm. and for our listeners be sure to check out Gail's website yourhappinessmatters.org find her on Facebook at Gail Damiano oh no sorry on Facebook at yourhappinessmatters.org on Twitter Gail Damiano and on LinkedIn as well and um, thank you so much again and thank you listeners for tuning in and um, spending some time connecting to uh, down there remember to send some love and light down there every day as often as possible and if you'd like to connect with me check me out on Facebook at inspired to health and uh, my website is inspired 2 Twitter you can follow me at Inspire2 the number 2 health and I am your host Lorraine Giordano and thank you for listening to the Womb Happy Hour we'll be back next week have a great week look for serendipity
0: it's out there bye <music> Thank you for joining us for the womb happy hour. Be sure to tune in again for another edition featuring your host, Lorraine Giordano, next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific time, 6 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Health and Wellness channel. Have an excellent week.